Hey, hey. Rex Allen, Life Reimagined. January 20, 2020. An excerpt on Martin Luther King Day from a famous speech entitled, Our God is Marching On. We catch it about halfway through. We've come a long way since that travesty of justice was perpetrated upon the American mind. James Weldon Johnson put it eloquently. He said, We have come over a way that with tears hath been watered. We have come treading our paths through the blood of the slaughtered. Out of the gloomy past till we now stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. Today I want to tell the city of Selma Today I want to tell the state of Alabama. Today I want to say to the people of America and the nations of the world that we are not about to turn around. We are on the move now. Yes, we are on the move and no wave of racism can stop us. We are on the move now. The burning of our churches will not deter us. The bombing of our homes will not dissuade us. We are on the move now. The beating and killing of our clergymen and young people will not divert us. We are on the move now. The wanted release of their known murderers would not discourage us. We are on the move now, like an idea whose time has come. Not even the marching of mighty armies can halt us. We are moving to the land of freedom. Let us therefore continue our triumphant march to the realization of the American Dream. Let us march on segregated housing until every ghetto where social and economic depression dissolves and Negroes and whites live side by side in decent, safe, and sanitary housing. Let us march on segregated schools until every vestige of segregated and inferior education becomes a thing of the past and Negroes and whites study side by side in the socially healing context of the classroom. Let us march on poverty until no American parent has to skip a meal so that their children may eat. March on poverty until no starved man walks the streets of our cities and towns in searches of jobs that do not exist. Let us march on poverty until wrinkled stomachs in Mississippi are filled and the idle industries of Appalachia are realized and revitalized and broken lives and sweltering ghettos are mended and remolded. Let us march on ballot boxes March on ballot boxes until race baiters disappear from the political arena. Let us march on ballot boxes until the salient misdeeds of bloodthirsty mobs will be transformed into the calculated good deeds of orderly citizens. Let us march on ballot boxes until the Wallaces of our nation tremble away in silence. Let us march on ballot boxes until we send to our city councils, state legislatures, and United States Congress men who will not fear to do justly love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Let us march on ballot boxes until brotherhood becomes more than a meaningless word in an opening prayer, but the order of the day on every legislative agenda. Let us march on ballot boxes until all over Alabama, God's children will be able to walk the earth in decency and honor. There's nothing wrong with marching in this sense. The Bible tells us that the mighty men of Joshua merely walked about the walled city of Jericho, and the barriers to freedom came tumbling down. 
I like that old Negro spiritual Joshua fit the battle of Jericho in its simple yet colorful depiction of the great moment in biblical history. It tells us that Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and the walls come tumbling down. Up to the walls of Jericho they march, spear in hand. Go blow them ram horns, Joshua cried, because the battle is in my hand. These words I have given you just as they were given us by the unknown, long dead, dark-skinned originator. Some now long gone black bar bequeathed to posterity these words in ungrammatical form, yet with empathetic pertinence for all of us today. The battle is in our hands, and we can answer with creative nonviolence the call to higher ground to which the new directions of our struggle summon us. The road ahead is not altogether a smooth one. There are no broad hot highways that lead us easily, inevitably, to quick solutions, but we must keep going. In the glow of the lamplight on my desk a few nights ago, I gazed upon the wondrous sign of our times, full of hope and promise of the future. And I smiled to see in the newspaper photographs of many a decade ago, the faces so bright, so solemn, of our valiant heroes, the people of Montgomery. To this list may be added the names of all those who fought and, yes, died in the nonviolent army of our day. Medgar Evers, three civil rights workers in Mississippi last summer. William Moore, as he's already been mentioned. The Reverend James Reeb, Jimmy Lee Jackson, four little girls in the Church of God in Birmingham on Sunday morning. But in spite of this, we must go on and be sure that they did not die in vain. The pat of their feet as they walked through Jim Crow barriers and the great stride toward freedom is the thunder of the marching men of Joshua and the world rocks beneath their tread. My people, my people, listen. The battle is in our hands. The battle is in our hands in Mississippi and Alabama and all over the United States. I know there's a cry today in Alabama. We see it in numerous, numerous editorials. When will Martin Luther King and all of these civil rights agitators and all the white clergymen and labor leaders and students and others get out of our community and let Alabama return to normalcy. But I have a message that I would like to leave with Alabama this evening. That is exactly what we don't want and we will not allow it to happen. For we know that it was normalcy in Marion that led to the brutal murder of Jimmy Lee Jackson. It was normalcy in Birmingham that led to the murder on Sunday morning of four beautiful, unoffending, innocent girls. It was normalcy on Highway 80 that led state troopers to use tear gas and horses and billy clubs against unarmed human beings who were simply marching for justice. It was normalcy by a cafe in Selma, Alabama that led to the brutal beating of Reverend James Reed. It is normalcy all over our country which leaves the Negro perishing on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of vast ocean of material prosperity. It is normalcy all over Alabama that prevents the Negro from becoming a registered voter. No, we will not allow Alabama to return to normalcy. The only normalcy that we will settle for is the normalcy that recognizes the dignity and worth of all of God's children. The only normalcy that we will settle for is the normalcy that allows judgment to run down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. The only normalcy that we will settle for is the normalcy of brotherhood, 
the normalcy of true peace, the normalcy of justice. And so as we go away this afternoon, let us go away more than ever before committed to this struggle and committed to nonviolence. I must admit to you that there are some difficult days ahead. We are still in for a season of suffering in many of the Black Belt counties of Alabama, many areas of Mississippi, many areas of Louisiana. I must admit to you that there are still jail cells waiting for us in dark and difficult moments. But if we will go on with the faith that nonviolence and its power can transform dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows, we will be able to change all of these conditions. And so I plead with you this afternoon as we go ahead, remain committed to nonviolence. Our aim must never to be to defeat or humiliate the white man, but to win his friendship and understanding. We must come to see that the end we seek is a society at peace with itself, a society that can live with its conscience. And that will be a day not of the white man, not of the black man. That will be the day of man as man. I know you are asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking, how long will prejudice blind the visions of men, darken their understanding, and drive bright-eyed wisdom from her sacred throne? Somebody's asking, when will wounded justice, lying prostrate on the streets of Selma and Birmingham and communities all over the South, be lifted from this dust of shame to reign supreme among the children of men? Somebody's asking, when will the radiant star of hope be plunged against the nocturnal bosom of this lonely night? plucked from weary souls with chains of fear and the manacles of death? How long will justice be crucified and truth bear it? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, however frustrating the hour, it will not be long because truth crushed to earth will rise again. How long? Not long. Because no lie can live forever. How long? Not long, because you shall reap what you sow. How long? Not long. Truth forever on the scaffold. Wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future. And behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow. Keep watching above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends towards justice. How long? Not long, because mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. Thanks for joining us on Martin Luther King Day, right here on Life Reimagined. Until next time, onwards and upwards.